give glory to his name today. For he is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. We're going to be turning to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 through 18, and then skipping down to verse 31. That is Joshua 24, 14 through 18, and verse 31. And I give honor to Pastor Voskis and Bishop Wilson in their absence today. Aren't you thankful for our great men of God that we have? Amen. Amen. The Bible says, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, I like that right there. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites which dwelt in the land. Therefore will we also serve the Lord, for he is our God. Man, Joshua 24 and 31. The Bible says, And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua. I want to preach on this subject, and you'll, it'll make sense here in just a little bit. But I want to preach on this subject. I made up my mind. I made up my mind. Why don't you tap your neighbor and say, I made up my mind. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you, God, for our daily bread today. And God, we're praying that you would move in this house that you would speak to your people. God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit has to say and eyes to see what you would have to show us, oh God. Give us a mind to understand and a heart to receive your word and to believe it by great faith and to perceive that it is your word that you have spoken, oh God. I pray you settle it in our hearts, oh God. I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay to declare the word of the Lord with anointing, boldness, and authority, oh God. I 
pray today that shackles be loosed and chains be broken. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray it and we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Now, can we take a little moment and do a little praise break for a minute? Can we give God some great praise? Praise Him for what He's about to do. Praise Him for what He's already done. Praise Him for what He's given you. Praise Him for His many blessings. Praise Him for all His excellent greatness. Praise Him right now. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, can we lift Him up right now? Praise His holy name. And you may be seated in the name of the Lord. I made up my mind. In the text that we opened up with, Joshua is giving his last major sermon, his last introduction to the nation or instruction to the nation of Israel before he passes from this life to the next. He reminds them of God's provision deliverance and faithfulness. He warns against idolatry and sin. He challenges them with faithfulness and determination. And he ends his message as any great preacher would with the invitation for decision and the responsibility of personal choice. He, made, he ended his message with an altar call. And he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua had made up his mind to serve the Lord no matter what came. And then Israel followed the leader and, and, and made up their minds that they too would serve the Lord. Matter of fact, Israel had made up their minds so strong against sin that they said in verse 16 in the ESV, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Far be it from us. Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. We in this day must adapt that mentality and say far be it from us that we should serve sin, that we should do the things of this world. Far, far, far be it from us. It's not even going to come near us. We're not even going to flirt with it. We're going to keep it as far away from us as possible. They had their minds set. Their, their, their minds were made up and their hearts were set. I'm not even going to contemplate the thought. I'm not even going to ponder on it. I'm not even going to consider it. Far be it from us. Somebody say amen. amen. So Joshua led, led the way and he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And Israel likewise made up their mind. They said, therefore will we also serve the Lord for he is our God. 
I didn't read this passage, but Joshua in verse 19 and 20, he, he even tries to convince them that they weren't capable of following the Lord. But he, he tried to convince them, you might as well not even try because you're going to try for a season and then all of a sudden you're going to turn on the Lord and the wrath of the Lord is going to come on you and you're going to be worse off than the way you started. You might as well not even try. You can go read it. That's exactly what he was saying. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's what he was saying. You might as well not even try. Don't even attempt to serve the Lord because you're not going to make it anyways. But then the Israelites answered in verse 21, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. And Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourselves, that ye have chosen you the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and his voice will we obey. It didn't matter that the leader even tried to convince them that they couldn't do it. They made up their mind. They said, I will serve the Lord. I don't care if it looks hard. I don't care if it's going to be difficult. I will serve the Lord. Israel had made up their minds and they had hearts that were set. There wasn't no change in their mind. Jo Joshua tried to change their mind, but there wasn't no change in their mind. And there isn't anything much more powerful on this earth than a made-up mind. Can I say that again? There is not hardly anything on this earth that's more powerful than a made-up mind. We find it even in the creation story. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Same was in the beginning with God, and without Him was not anything made that was made. All things were made by Him. All things were made by the Word. And if you look at that in the Greek, that's the word logos, which means thought, expression, or plan. Yeah, He spoke the Word. We see that in Genesis. He spoke it. But before He spoke it, there was a thought. Before He spoke it, there was a plan in his mind already. In other words, all of creation is a result of a made-up mind. All of creation is the result of a made-up mind. From the trees to the grass, from the sea to the desert land, from the mountaintop to the valley, from the stars to the sun and the moon and all the planets, everything that we see and know is because there was this great being who made up his mind. Can I preach for just a little bit? I'll get back on my notes in a minute. But I would remind you that we are made in his image. And he desires that we be like him. And if we'll make up our mind that we're going to be like him and we're going to mirror his image, we're going we're to sign back what he has, we can create some things in our lives. We can create some change in our lives because we are made in his image. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody say, I made up my mind. We can do, y'all need to pray for my voice. I don't know what's going on. We can do whatever we, we set our minds to. 
we can do whatever we set our minds to. Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me and we quote that verse and we believe that verse but that verse won't happen until you make your mind up y'all gonna help me today that that verse is not gonna happen unless you absolutely make up your mind that I'm gonna do it and if you'll make up your mind that you're gonna do it God will step in with you and he said you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you God will give you the strength if you'll just make up your mind we're coming up at the time of the year where New Year's resolutions are coming about I'm sure many of us have made up our own New Year's resolutions. Uh, it, it probably just like every other year, we've made up New Year's resolutions. And if you haven't, you probably ought to try. You ought to try to come up with something that you want to change in your life in 2022. But we, we come up with these New Year's resolutions. Some of us has, have desired to lose weight. Some of us have desired to work out and, and get strong. Some of us have desired to pray an hour a day. We've made a New Year's resolution. We're going to pray an hour a day. We're going to fast one day a week. We're going to read our Bible every day. Or we're going to read the whole Bible through in a year or as, as some people we're going to read the whole Bible in 90 days there's people that get really good New Year's resolutions right but I've come to tell you today they're not going to work they're not going to work it's going to be just like every other year you made the same New Year's resolution last New Year Come on, don't lie to me. Where's my real people right now? Where's my real people? You made those same New Year's resolutions the last five New Year's. And you're still in the same situation. They don't work. It's not going to work. You might as well just keep eating. Because if, because, come on. You might as well just keep on eating because it ain't going to work. It's not gonna work. You're gonna start. You're gonna. You're gonna start eating right for about a two weeks, and two weeks you're gonna get tired of it. Something's gonna get in the way. You're gonna come up with an excuse, and then it's done for the rest of the year. Can I get an amen? amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's my help. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I just hit home tonight, today. Amen. But the New Year's resolutions aren't gonna work. You're gonna pray. You're gonna decide. I'm gonna pray an hour every day, and you're gonna pray an hour for one day. The next morning, you're going to be too tired to pray. You're going to decide, I'm going to fast every week, one day a week. And all of a sudden, you fasted one week all year long. Because you didn't like the experience. It wasn't easy. It was difficult. New Year's resolutions don't work. Unless. Did I wake you all up with that one? Somebody shout, unless. I make up my mind. Come on, say it with me. Y'all tired today. Unless I make up my mind. If you'll make up your mind, you can do whatever you set your mind to. You can do whatever New Year's resolution you came up with. Whatever God has inspired you to do. Whatever God has told you you need to do in your life. You absolutely can do it if you'll just make up your mind. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
Joshua 24, 31. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel. And so we see in this verse, the season after, the season after Israel had made up their mind, they did what they made their mind up to do, didn't they? They did exactly what they said they would do. All the days of Joshua, they served the Lord. And when Joshua died, they were still serving the Lord. For all the days of the elders that overlived Joshua, that knew the works of the Lord, they kept on serving the Lord because they made up their mind. It was a season of faithfulness because they made up their mind. There's power in a made-up mind. But soon, but soon, 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 we jump to the next book, the book of Judges. And we find something changing very rapidly. They lose their focus. They adopt unfaithfulness. And they lose their commitment to the covenant and to God. At the beginning of Judges 1, we see Israel continuing to serve the Lord. For we find Judah, which means praise, and Simeon, which means hearing, teaming up together to destroy the Canaanites and the Perizzites. And Judah and Simeon win the battle. Why? Because praise and hearing always wins. Judah and Simeon always wins. Praise and hearing the word of God. Praise and adhering to the word of God always wins the battle. Can we give God some praise right now? And when we open up the book of Judges, Israel's still serving the Lord. They're still praising. They're still hearing the word. They're still winning battles. We see Israel is still faithful to the Lord. But something happened even in chapter 1 of Judges. As we dive deeper into Judges chapter 1, we find the rest of the tribes beginning to make compromises with the enemy. The rest of them weren't praised and hearing. The rest of them weren't praising and listening to the word of God. Judges 1.28, and it came to pass when Israel was strong. And it came to pass when Israel was strong that they put the Canaanites to tribute and did not utterly drive them out. Israel came to the point that they were stronger than all the enemy in the land. They had worshiped the Lord long enough. They had served the Lord long enough. They had had a life of faithfulness for so long that now they were stronger and more blessed and more equipped and more powerful than the enemy. But for some reason, when Israel got strong, they got lazy. And they started compromising. And, and even though Israel was now stronger than the Canaanites and could drive them out of the land like God had commanded them to, instead they are destroying them. Instead of destroying them they are, and, and driving them out, they rather choose to allow them to be tributaries and to be servants unto them. It's a dangerous thing when we choose to keep sin because we think we're powerful enough that it won't overtake us. We think we can just let it serve us when we want it to because we have it under control. I've heard those excuses. It's all right if it's in moderation. We think we can just let it serve us. Here's the reasoning for the fall and the continual cycle that Israel would soon fall into. We get a mentality that we can use it if we don't abuse it. 
that is the spirit of compromise. Somebody say compromise. Compromise destroys. Compromise kills a nation. Compromise brings bondage. Compromise is the demise of even the wise. Compromise will always destroy a once made up mind and a heart that was set. Compromise leads to the cycle of sin and bondage. Israel had lost their way. They lost their grit. I'm preaching to somebody right now. They lost their resilience. They lost their drive. They lost their desire for the things of God. They lost their willpower. They lost their relentlessness. They lost their determination. They gave up their made up mind and their heart that was once set. Israel no longer had their mind made up. They pondered upon sin. I know I'm preaching to somebody right now. They came up with excuses of why they could sin. They justified their wrong actions. Instead of making up their minds, they were making up excuses. Is that not all of us sometimes? <laughs> Instead of making up their minds, they were making up excuses why they didn't have to do it. Y'all ain't hearing me today. Instead of setting their hearts, we find them setting their compromises. They lost their determination. They redecided what they had predecided. No more backbone. No more tenacity. No more firmness of purpose. No more steadfastness of faith. They lost their resolve. Hence, we encounter Israel in the coming chapters of Judges committing some of the most heinous crimes and abominable sins and unfathomable actions because they lost their determination. I'm going to give at least one or two stories out of the book of Judges just to show you how far that just a little bit of compromise took them. We find in the book of Judges a Levite who on his way back home bringing his concubine, which was a secondary wife, we'll just call, it, call her his wife, and he's taking his wife back home across the country, but it's getting too dark for them to, to go on any further. So they find them a place to stay. And as they go into that place, there comes this great group of homosexual rapists that come up to the door, banging on the door, saying, let us know the man that went inside. Let us know him. Y'all don't have to explain what that meant. Let us know that man that came inside. Send him out to us. But instead, the Levite sends out his concubine. He sends out his wife and shuts the door, says, you can have her. He goes to sleep that night. I don't know how he could sleep through a season like that, hearing screams and cries from his wife outside the window, outside the door. But he goes to bed and sleeps sound. And then he wakes up in the morning, packs his bags, opens the door, and he finds his wife laid out on the door with her hands on the threshold of the door. And he, instead of saying, oh, are you okay? Is everything all right? He says, oh, let us be going. But none did answer, the Bible said. For she was but dead. And so he takes it to make matters worse. 
He takes that wife, puts her on the donkey, takes her back home, goes inside the kitchen, gets out a knife, cuts the wife into 12 pieces, sends the 12 body parts throughout all of Israel to show the evil that the men had done. And, and all of Israel gets stirred up and comes and destroys the, the Benjamites who had those men in their tribe. They, just, they completely destroy them except for 600 men. And as they, they realized what they had done, they almost had wiped out a whole tribe. They decided, we've got to do something for these men. There's no ladies left. Let's go, find, let's go find 600 women that we can give to them so that they can keep the tribe going. So they find 400 women out of a group that had not made the vow that the rest of Israelites had made that they wouldn't give their wives to the Benjamites. They give them 400 men or women to the 600 men, but they're still short. So here's their conclusion in their fallen state of mind. They tell the rest of the 200 men, you wait until the great feast when all the, the young virgins are dancing around outside happily and joyfully. You go wait and hide in the bushes and you go find you some women that you like and you go take them to your wife which ultimately led to the rape of 200 women why am I telling all these horrible things because this is what happens when you lose your resolve this 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 is what happens when you lose your made-up mind. This is what happens when you begin to compromise and you no longer have determination and you no longer have a drive and you no longer have a desire for the things of God. You lose your commitment and you fall this far. And there's many other stories that are just as ugly. Just like a man named Jephthah who sacrificed his own daughter, killed his own daughter after he won a battle for the Lord. Come on. This is what happens when we lose our resolve. Compromise is ugly. Can I preach today? Are y'all sleepy? Compromise is ugly. After the spirit of compromise, we behold Israel being entrapped in a newly surfacing cycle of sin. Everybody say cycle. All throughout the book of Judges, we find Israel in a cycle of sin. Israel would fall into idolatry. God would send oppression from the enemy because of their idolatry. Israel would soon then repent. And God in his mercy would send a deliverer. Israel would experience a season of faithfulness. And sin would then creep in again as the spirit of compromise once again took them captive. The cycle would continue again and again. Does that sound familiar to anybody? We find Israel in a vicious cycle of heinous sins, oppression, repentance, deliverance, faithfulness. And then back to sin again. A seemingly never-ending cycle. Who am I preaching to today? This is powerful. Are you seeing a pattern today in your own life? Do you see this manifested in your own life? 
this cycle of sin. You're, you're good for a little bit, but then you start falling into sin. And, 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 and you, you get this oppression from the enemy, whether it's guilt or shame or all these evil things that come from the enemy. And, and you begin to repent. I'm sorry, God. I wish I wouldn't have done it. I'm so sorry. I repent. And God comes in and gives you deliverance. He delivers you from your sin. And you know without a shadow of a doubt, you've been delivered. You've been set free. And, and you live a life of faithfulness for a few weeks or a few days or maybe a few months. But all of a sudden, the cycle begins again. And you fall in the sin am I preaching to anybody today what was the shift what caused the shift from faithfulness to this horrible cycle I believe it was that this new generation did not have the commitment and made up mind that the old generation had the old generation chose this day to serve the Lord as for me and my house we will serve the Lord. It was relentless determination. They made up their mind and they weren't going to turn on it. But this new generation, however, gave in to compromise. And cycles always start with compromise. I'm getting somewhere today. As we delve into chapter 2, we discover the root of the whole issue. The cause of the spirit of compromise that had captivated Israel. We see in Judges 2, 10 through 13. And also all the generation were gathered unto their fathers. Remember that generation that served the Lord faithfully? Even after Joshua died, uh, they, they continued to serve the Lord. Well, now they're gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord nor yet the works which he had done for Israel and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam and they forsook the Lord God of their fathers which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger and they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth the Israelites got to a place where they did not know the Lord, nor the works which he had done for Israel. They didn't pray passionately. They didn't study the word of God, seeing who he is and what all he has done. I, I'm just amazed that in one generation, they didn't know the Lord. In one generation... They didn't know the Lord nor the works that he had done. What's wrong with this generation? But it's not just this generation's fault. The older generation apparently didn't teach, develop, mentor, or train the younger generation to know and serve the Lord. Hence, they lacked a relationship with God. Can I preach to you today? You need to be training up the younger generation. If you're an older person, if you're an elder in this church, we're grateful for you. We love you, and we can't live without you. We need you to train us. We need you to teach us the way. We need you to help us make up our minds and show us how we ought to make up our minds. Because if it happened in the Bible, one generation, and they could not know the Lord anymore. But all of this happened, ultimately, because of compromise. The root of the cycle of sin is always 
a relationship problem. Remember, they did not know the Lord. The root of the cycle of sin is always a relationship problem because a relationship problem always leads to compromise. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm going to say it again. The root of the cycle of sin is always a relationship problem because a relationship problem always leads to compromise. The relationship problem leads to a commitment problem, then to a compromise problem, then to a sin problem. And now you're in a cycle. It's the same way as a marriage. If you have a relationship problem, you're going to have a commitment problem. If you have a commitment problem, you're going to have a compromise problem. And all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself in this horrible sin problem because you didn't have the right relationship. So that's the root of the problem. The root of the problem was the lack of the knowledge of God because of the deficiency of a relationship with God. And the root was the cause of the cycle of sin. If you're wondering why you're in this cycle of sin, I just told you the root. The root is the lack of a relationship. Yet we have to dig a little deeper because there's another very significant part that actually comes before the root. The root of the problem was the lack of knowledge and relationship. But what caused the root to be produced was the seed. Can I go a little deeper today? Are y'all done? Somebody say the seed. The seed of the root is the fact that you lacked a made-up mind. The seed is the fact that you lacked a set heart. The seed is the fact that you lacked determination. And the problem is that sometimes we get the root dug up and we get it cut up. We, we, we take care of the root of the problem. We get our relationship with God right. We get our prayer life right. We get the word in our hearts. We start fasting again and we take care of the root of the problem. But we don't take care of the seed that brings forth the root. This is revelatory right here. You can take care of the root of the problem all you want to. You can start getting your prayer life right all you want to, and you have to. That's the root. That's the root. You gotta dig up the root. You gotta get it out of the out of the ground, or else it's gonna keep breeding compromise. But if you do not take care of those seeds that you like to leave around, those little seeds, those little thoughts, those little plans, those little desires, those, those seeds that stick around, you're you're not gonna be able to keep the roots from growing again. That is why you'll get your relationship right. That's why here at the beginning of the new year, you'll start praying an hour every day. You'll start praying 30 minutes every day, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You'll get your relationship right. You'll be on fire for God. And two weeks later, you're down in sin again. And you're like, God, why can't I get out of this? I got my relationship right. What was wrong? What was wrong? There was a seed that was left over. Because before there's ever a root, there's a seed. And we can dig up the roots all we want to and pull them out. But if we do not take care of the seed problem, the roots will grow again. If we don't get rid of the seeds, the roots will grow again. If we don't get rid of the lack of determination and the lack of a made-up mind and the lack of a set heart, we will not be able to take care of the root problem. And eventually the roots will grow again 
and the cycle will, be, will, will begin again. Because what does a seed do? The seed is always the beginning of a cycle. Yeah. The seed is always the beginning of the cycle. Then comes the roots. Then comes the tree. Then comes the fruit. Oh, and in the fruit, there's more. Y'all don't know? Seeds. Seeds. Inside the fruit, they're seeds. And so if you, if, if, if you keep having these seeds, you'll keep having these cycles. And if before you know it, it's going to get worse because a fruit tree has many, many, many seeds. And all of a sudden, you're going to have a bunch of these trees, these trees of compromise all throughout your life if you do not take care of the seed of the problem. I'm thankful you took care of the root of the problem. You got your relationship with God, right? You got in the Word. Thank the Lord for that. You've got to have that. But if you, if you still have some seeds of indecision if you have some seeds of undetermination you'll find yourself getting roots again roots of compromise roots of sin and you'll find yourself in the cycle again if you don't first make up your mind you'll never last if you don't make up your mind you'll fall prey to the cycle you'll become victim to compromise. And the title of this message is I made up my mind. The subtitle is Breaking the Cycle. So I've come today with the question, will this generation be a generation of determination, faithfulness, and commitment, or will this generation be a generation of indecision, waywardness, and compromise? Come on, which one are you? And when I'm saying this generation, I'm talking about everybody in the room, the ones that are still living. The old generation has passed on. They were determined. That's why we're here right now. But what about the generation that's sitting in this room from the front to the back, to the side to the side? Are we going to be a generation of faithfulness and commitment, or are we going to be a generation of indecision, waywardness, and compromise? Who are we? What are we going to do? This is a generation that tends to not have their mind made up. The elders had their mind made up and their hearts set but what about us they had their minds made up they were going to church they were going to live for God it didn't matter if they didn't have a penny they were going to live for God they were going to do right they were, they were going to see revival what about this generation that we're living in right now will we succumb to the world and compromise and allow sin and the things of this world to become our servants. Oh, we're strong enough to handle it. We can do this here and there a little bit now, a little bit then. I, I, I'll, I'll not live in that, but I'll, I'll drink a little bit here. I'll smoke a little bit here. I, I'll look at pornography a little bit here. I, I'll go to the movies a little bit here. I, I'll, go, I'll go to the bar sometimes. Every once in a while, because I've got strength, I can handle it. Are we a generation of compromise? Or are we going to cut that stuff out? And say, I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind. Because the devil's going to keep coming to you with those seeds. He's going to keep coming to you with those seeds. But every time he comes and has his hand out, you slap it out of his hand. And I am not doing that. I am not falling. I've made up my mind. I don't care what you want me to do, devil. I don't care what you want me to do, flesh. I don't care that you want to sleep and not pray. I'm getting you up again. I've made up my mind. We got to get back the determination of our elders, the ones who have gone before us, the ones that really knew the Lord and spent hours.
course in prayer and in the word early mornings and late nights suffered persecution built churches with little to nothing had brush arbor revivals had all kinds of tent revival did whatever they could do to reach the lost did whatever they could do to serve the Lord they had their mind made up they weren't going to put up with no foolishness they even banned TV because they didn't want the seats from the television getting in their heart somebody say amen We can't afford to lose our knowledge of the Lord and the relationship with him. But if we do not get our minds made up, we won't be able to keep a relationship with him. We won't last without a made up mind. The only way Israel lasted during the time of Joshua and during the time of the elders that lived past Joshua that had known the works of the Lord was all due to the fact that they had their minds made up. Israel had their minds made up. That generation had their minds made up. They said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I've come to preach to you today. You've got to get your mind made up. You've got to get your heart set on God. You've got to get a relentless determination about you. You've got to get resilient against the enemy. Somebody help me preach in this place right now. You've got to build your house on solid ground and set your feet on a rock to stay. You gotta make up your mind. Don't let the cycles take place any longer. Burn the seeds, throw them in the trash can, light it on fire. I won't go back. I've made up my mind. I'm about ready to preach now. I'm about ready to get this thing going now. You got to make up your mind. You got to make up your mind. Bible says that will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. You'll have total peace if you'll make up your mind. If you'll get your mind on him, you'll have total peace. You won't have chaos. You'll be content where God has you. You won't be searching for the things that's world because you made up your mind. That will keep him in perfect peace. Who, who has his mind stayed on thee. The Bible also says, set your affection on things above, not on things in the earth. Set, nail it, anchor it, establish it, ground it, put it there. Set your affection on things above. Set it, make it happen. I made up my mind. God said of Ezekiel, 
God said of Ezekiel, the, the better y'all help me, the better we get out of here today. God said of Ezekiel, behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces and thy forehead strong against their foreheads as an adamant harder than flint. Have I made thy forehead? Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. He said, he said to Ezekiel, I've made your forehead harder than an adamant like flint. I've made it stronger. I've made it harder. Wherever you're going, if you put your mind to it, you'll bulldoze through it. You've got a mind, a forehead harder than flint. And he said this, he said this, don't be afraid of their looks. Somebody take my jacket. I'm about to burn up in here. He said, don't be afraid of their looks. Don't be afraid of how they look at you. Don't be afraid of what they think about you. You make up your mind. If you have to ditch some friends, if you have to get rid of some people in your life, some influences in your life, don't be afraid of how they look. I've made your forehead harder than flint. You can do whatever you set your mind to. Somebody say amen. Isaiah said something very similar. He's, God said of Ezekiel the other thing, but Isaiah said this of himself. He said, for the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set. Everybody say set. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. He is near that justifieth me. He said, I set my face like a flint, and I know I'm not going to be ashamed. If you'll make up your mind, you'll have no reason for shame. You'll have no reason for guilt. You'll have no reason to be ashamed if you'll set your face like flint. He said, he is near that justifieth me. I won't have to justify my own works. He's going to justify me because I made up my mind. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Y'all ain't hearing it today. If you set your mind, it don't matter who's against you. It don't matter what comes against you. Who's my enemy? Who's my adversary? I don't care if it's Satan himself. I don't care who's coming against me. Come on. He said, bring it on. Come to me. Let's match up. I got my face set like flint. Bring that old temptation. Bring that old desire. Bring it. I set my face. I made up my mind. I won't fall. I won't be defeated. Somebody come to the organ right now. Oh, Jesus. It gets better than that. This is Isaiah. He said, Behold, the Lord God will help me. If you make up your mind, God will help you. The reason God hasn't been on your side is because you haven't had a made up mind. But if 
you make up your mind, God will stand beside you. That's why he said, bring it on. Bring it on, devil. Bring it on, demon. Bring it on, sin. Bring it on, old temptation. Bring it on, old addiction. I set my face like Flint. And because I set my face like Flint, God is standing with me. And if God be for us, I said, if God, if God be for us, who can be against us? Y'all remain standing. Everybody stand in this place. My, 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 my. I feel the Holy Ghost up in here. Crank that organ up in my monitors. He said, who is he that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. He said, if you've been in darkness and you've had no light, if you've been stuck in a dark situation, you've been in your cycle, you've been falling into sin over and over, let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Let him stay. Let him say. Let him make up his mind. Isaiah made up his mind that it don't matter what comes against me. I don't care who opposes me. They can't stop me and they so can't kill me because I made up my mind and the Lord is on my side. I, I am determined to get up. I am determined to serve the Lord, to get a relationship, to obliterate sin, to drive out the inhabitants of the land, for I am determined. Do I have any determined people in this place today? Do I have any determined people in this place today? Do I have anybody? You set your, you set your goals. You set your New Year's, your New Year's resolution. You set them. But have you made up your mind? Somebody give a praise. I made up my mind. It don't matter what it looks like. Because I made up my mind. It don't matter what it feels like. Because I made up my mind. It don't matter how hard it is. Because I made up my mind. I won't fall into sin. Because I made up my mind. I won't be enslaved by the enemy. Cause I made up my mind I'm not going back Cause I made up my mind I won't fall for it I made up my mind I won't succumb to it I made up my mind I won't give in I made up my mind Somebody Oh my God I just want to take off right now off my tie. If you'll get it, if you'll get some determination today, if you'll get it set up in your mind, I'm not going back. 
I'm not falling into sin anymore. I'm about to preach all over this place right now. I don't care what comes against me. I don't care who's against me because I made up my mind. I don't care how hard it gets. I don't care how tough it gets. I don't care how hard I feel. I don't care how bad I feel. I don't care if I lose everything. I made up my mind. I made up my mind. I made up my mind. And I'm not going back. I don't care who comes against me. Stand before me. Come on. Bring it on. I made up my mind. I won't go back. I won't stop. I won't relent. I'm determined. I got it in my blood. I got it in my system. I got rid of those seeds. I won't go back. Somebody tell hell, I ain't coming. Somebody tell the devil, I made up my mind. Somebody tell sin, I made up my mind. Woo. You can escape the cycle. If you'll make up your mind right now, set your heart right now. If you wait till you get to the parking lot, if you wait till you get home, you won't make it. But if I've got some people in here that's made up their mind, why don't you make your way up to the front, lift your hands and say, I've made up my mind, I won't go back. You can break that cycle right now. You can break the curse right now. Come on, break the curse, break the bondage, break the cycle, make up your mind, break the chains, break the yoke, break the bondage, make up your mind, I ain't going back, I ain't turning down, I made up my mind, I burned the seeds of indecision. You can have the victory. Stop listening to the devil. You can have the victory. You can win against sin. Am I preaching to anybody today? You can overcome. You can attain your goals. You can be successful. You can break your habits. You can break the cycle. Somebody shall break it, break it, break it, break it down. closing I'm done I'm done but I just want to remind you if you make up your mind the Lord will stand beside you somebody shout I made up my mind shout it again I made up my mind and the Lord is with me who can be against me Make up your mind, make up your mind, make up your mind, make up your mind right now.
ask you to come up here for deliverance, I don't care what it is. It, nobody even has to know. Probably nobody does know. Don't worry about it. Remember, he said, don't care about what they look like at you. Don't worry about it. I made your head like a, like a flint. I made it harder than a flint. Before you come up here to get prayed for, I want you to make sure your mind is made up. Because God forbid that you get delivered up here in the altar and you go back and fall into the same thing again. The Bible talks about somebody like that, that they come back with seven more devils, seven times worse than, than before. If you're gonna come up here and get prayed for, I want you to come up with your mind made up. Don't come up here if your mind's not made up. You stay where you are. But if your mind's made up, I don't care if it's a sickness. I don't care if it's if it's if it's a chain or if it's a sin or if it's just a weight. You're just tired of living the same way you've been living. You may not even be living in sin, but you just want to go to another level. You want to get your relationship with God right. I want you to come up here. The men of God are about to pray for you. Come up, make your way up, make your way up. Who needs who needs prayer right now? Who needs some prayer? Don't be scared. Set your set your head like a Flint. Set your face like a flint right now. Who needs prayer right now? You might be struggling with depression. You might have anxiety. You might have fear. Come on, make your way up. Make your way up. But have your mind made up. You can leave here absolutely changed. Come on, come on. Everybody pray right now. They're going to start singing that song here in a minute, but just for a minute. They're going to ride out some prophetic flow right now. They're going to, they're going to move in the spirit right now as they play the music right now. In the name of Jesus, be set free. In the name of Jesus, be delivered. I speak deliverance in the atmosphere right now. Let it fall on anybody that's got their mind made up. I speak deliverance in the atmosphere right now. Heaven come now. Heaven come now. Heaven come now. Heaven come now. Glory come now. Deliverance come now. Healing come now. Depression leave. Anxiety leave. Fear leave. Addiction leave. Strongholds break right now. Let the anointing that destroys every yoke fall fresh in this place right now. scared of what was going to happen today. The devil was scared of you making up your mind because he knows uh, there's power in a made up mind. Somebody declare some things over your life. This is a prophetic atmosphere right now. Declare some things over your life. I won't go back. I am delivered. Declare it, declare it. Open up your mouth all across the room. I need to hear some people speaking right now. I am free. I am healed. I am changed. I won't go back. The cycle is broken. The curse is broken right now.
be free, be healed, be delivered right now. Come on, speak over your life right now. Speak over your life right now. In this prophetic atmosphere, speak over your life right now. I am free. I am delivered. I am set free. I'm not going to go back. Come on, speak it, speak it, speak it. I am changed. I'm not falling for those things anymore. I've got rid of the seeds. I've burned the seeds. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. There ain't even going to be a root that sparks up anymore. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, sing it one more time. I'm sold out. I'm sold out.
through the prophetic word to you this morning that you're going to be free. If you'll trust that and you'll believe that, you're free. You got to speak it. You got to believe it. But this young man is sincere in what he believes. And it's truth. Amen. Amen. Who's free this morning? Who's got a made up mind? I can do it. I can do it. I'm going to do it. Thanks. 